Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bites. I'm Jean, your host, and with us on the show today is Melinda George Bristol. Melinda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jean. I'm excited. Great to have you, Melinda. Now, you've had a long and successful career in HR, working with individuals, teams, and mentors, helping to develop leaders. And one of the topics that I was keen to speak with you about that I know is high up on the agenda for many of our listeners is this idea of self-sabotage. There seems to be this weird, and a lot of even philosophers have written about this, there's this weird self-defeating sort of thing that we do as humans. And that tends to manifest itself massively when we talk about job search, when we talk about career development. So that's something I'd love to zero in with you on today. It's become an adage, right, that people hold themselves back. What does that look like in practical terms? How how do you see people doing that to themselves? Okay, sure. And that's a really good point to start with. I mean, we all at some point suffer with self-limiting beliefs or perspectives. And that's something, of course, you need to work on as time goes on. And now we're in this 2020 pandemic period, even more so we see it in our actions. And as career seekers or job seekers or people building their careers and establishing it, there are things about ourselves that we struggle with. And to name some of them, I'll probably say like self-reproaching. And I'm not too sure if a lot of people have heard it, but it's almost like we never think we're good enough. We don't think we were entitled to say, you know what, I did a good job. We always seem to be like, oh, well, I didn't do that right. You know, I'm not good enough. But nothing like, okay, I'm happy that I did that much. I saw something. I went through this um, experience and I was able to get out of it. And this is the things that I've learned from it. So we have instances where people reproach themselves. It's like we've, I've, I've known growing up, like somebody would give you something and now they'll be saying, oh, remember when I gave you my socks last month? You know, but we, can, we tend to do that to ourselves as well. And that's one of the things as, as many people do. You know, we don't really think we're good enough. So we tend to say things that are very negative about ourselves. Yeah, so an, another thing is we strive to always be perfect people. We know perfection doesn't exist, but we always tend to make sure we get everything right. We see the right words, we have the right action. And sometimes mm. we strive so much for that. We tend to be in an, in an imposter kind of syndrome behavior. I, I've made that up. But essentially we're not being ourselves. You know, we're trying to be everything for everybody else. And sometimes it's just good to know this is what you're doing. This is how you're gonna do it. And you're going to put your best foot forward and effort in getting the job done and getting it done right. I think no employees are there looking for the perfect candidate. They're looking for the ideal match for their organization. And that will come with a whole sort of things, your credentials, your behavior, all of those sorts of things that they will put together and decide whether or not you're the ideal person. So sometimes just be realistic. There are things that you don't need to be busting your head about or trying to fall off the, the ground because you kind of 
figure it out. Certain things you will figure out as time goes by, but you do your very best every single time you attempt something. Hearing you describe this brings a uh, sort of an example to mind, which is that I hear the um, the artists and the the actors and actresses in stage shows sometimes being heavily critical of a performance, but you know, when you look at the audience's perspective, the audience didn't spot any mistakes. They thought it was phenomenal. It was wonderful. They've never seen anything like it. But then you hear, you know, the, the crew go back behind stage afterwards and they go, that was terrible. I screwed up one, two, three, four, five different things. And, um, you know, it seems like that may be essentially what we do to ourselves, but like just in everyday context about sort of everything. It's so funny you said that because I took the reproach um, concept actually from the book, The Artist's Way. And this book is, it's, it talks about that as well. But I notice I've been a victim of it as well. Because, you know, we never, we sell ourselves short all the time because we have so much huge expectations from others and ourselves that we never think anything that we do most times really that great. But you have that feeling because you've done so much. It's okay to say, job well done. And then you correct yourself wherever you fall, you fell short during that time. The crazy thing about how that can kind of work on your mindset is, for me, I, I often get paralyzed with my writing. I'm so self-critical on, like there's so many times I want to write a, a blog piece or write about one of my experiences and I, I write something down, I read it and I go, oh, that's crap. No, it's, you know, it doesn't flow smoothly enough. No one's going to be interested in that. But you know, I, th I think for many, many people in the vast majority of cases, that paralysis of taking no action at all is surely worse than putting something out there, at least trying, at least being brave, and at least getting the ball rolling, because otherwise you're just completely paralyzed by inaction. And I agree. So true. And that's all of us. And then we tend to pass that on to the younger generation in terms of students and, and, and our family members if you cannot get it right then what's the point of doing it because you're going to set yourself up for failure and i always say you know it's better to start because with the moment you've started something mm. you have that leg room to improve and to excel you know because that's how we know that hey this needs to be improved this is how i could do it and this is where i could be if i get it done rather than not do it all so switching into you know, what this means for someone looking for a job right now. Do you think there are people out there that are really kind of setting their own glass ceiling and are probably doing, not only doing that, but selling, setting a really low glass ceiling for themselves and IE are, are potentially being their own worst enemy? Yes, absolutely. And I just want to kind of give a story about myself when I moved to New York um, a couple of years ago. A few people said to me, I'm not going to find a job in the corporate world. Do what most people do when they relocate. They get jobs in the medical field or a secured job in government. That being, we know jobs are not secure, no matter where you're employed, private or, or the private sector or the public sector, sorry. And I was determined to get that job in HR. My background is human resource management. Why shouldn't I get a job in human resource management? The concept is fundamental. It's just all over, it's the same fundamentals. It's just that they have different laws in different parts of the world, okay? But why shouldn't I work in HR? And I remember saying, you know, no, I'm gonna attempt it, I'm gonna try. And I went to job fairs 
day in, day out. There are times I did question, well, you know what? Maybe I'll never get that job because I never worked in the US. I did not study in the US. That's not gonna be a job for me. But the bigger part of me, 90% of me said, you know what? Go out there, meet people, network, showcase who I am to those people. And that's what I did. I went to several job fairs, several job fairs, and I met people and I spoke. I had conversations with those people, you know, just like I knew them from before. I just didn't have my CV. I spoke to them. I told them my story. I was from the Caribbean. I just relocated and did it done. I'm looking for this opportunity and this is what I've done in HR. And that's how I got my first HR job. This woman met me and said, I'm really like you. I don't have anything right now in my organization, but I'm going to hold your seat. And that's what she did. A few months later, I got a call and said, listen, we have an opening. Are you interested? And I landed my first HR manager job in the US. When some awesome. people said to me, this is not the way to go. You know, there is that, and going back to your question, you know, we kind of set ourselves up for failure when we listen to everybody else around us. We know deep down inside, this is not what it is. This is what we want, and this is what we definitely could achieve, but we let that voice and we let people tell us, you know, that's not going to be possible. You, you're not qualified enough. You're not good enough. And sometimes you have to tell yourself, you, it's better to try. You know, you've done every single thing. And in my instance, I tried. I did every single thing. I woke up, I went to the job fairs, whatever time they were, wherever they were, I went. And I made sure I had meaningful conversation with people. So then at the end, I was forming relationships that I'll be memorable in those minds of those people. Say, say it didn't work out, but you tried it. You would feel completely different than if you did nothing and it didn't work out, right? Exactly. And that's the message I'm saying is to, Give it a shot. Try. It does not matter if it does not pan out the way you want it to, but at least you know you've tried and you can look at it, you could reassess it and say, okay, maybe this time around I will do this differently. Maybe I'll walk with most resumes. Maybe this time I'll probably wear a different color outfit. You know, but it will just, just having a starting point is necessary. And even if you were talking about your writer's law, it's just writing, writing your raw thoughts. Even with me, I have writers. I write my raw thoughts, whatever's come through my mind, I write it. And then I go, it takes a little while, I edit it. I go through, and sometimes I have some really brilliant ideas that come out through editing this thing. I'm like, oh, great thing I did that. So it's just, <laughs> it's kind of getting out of that, it's not good enough way of thinking and saying, you know what? I'm attempting. I'm attempting this and I'm going to get results. And so being in control of your own mindset and your own thought process is key. It's key. Yes. You need to be in control of your thoughts and you need to kind of shift that when it's getting to the point of taking you on the negative and kind of have some positive self-talk instead. And I'm, I know it's not that easy. I mean, it's part of your self-development or growth and that in itself takes time. As you get into a professional world, you need to train yourself to speak positively of yourself. And I'm not talking about being arrogant and thinking you're better than anybody else. No, but you tell yourself, hey, I could do this. Hey, I'm not that bad. Hey, I'm happy I did it. You know, those things of affirmations that make you feel good because you are good. And you are deserving of anything that you want. And 
being on the job market is very competitive. But what sets you apart is not only being people think they get a job because I was aggressive and I was able to stand out that way. No, it's being self-assured, being able to be you, being calm, have been having that mindset that says, you know what? Hey, it's growth. Wherever I fall short, I will grow eventually. But you have to recognize those areas of your shortcoming. Just don't self-defeat. Don't be your own worst enemy. Don't be your worst enemy. Agree. Don't, don't ever be your worst enemy. And I know a lot of people will be listening and saying, yeah, it's easily said than done. It comes with practice. But sometimes you have to be your own champion. You have to be your own voice. You have to be your own celebrity or your own. I always say, I call it celebratory laughter when I've done something good. I laugh and I say, wow. And, and sometimes, you know, because we get reminded every single day we cannot get something right or it's not going to pine out because we don't have this or we don't have that or we're missing this. And we, we get into that ring wheel of always thinking, you know what, I will never achieve this. I will never be good enough. Um, and we just keep on going on and on and creating those self-limiting perspectives. And we, we see people and we see them as being successful and we think, hey, Oh, they're successful and that's how it is. And I always say to people, people who are successful have had journeys and you're going to have a journey as well. Journey equals mindset. <laughs> yeah. You have to change your mindset. You have to work on your mindset. And I know some people come from a background where people around them are just overall, just maybe just pessimistic about every single thing or they're like, almost negative self-talk all the time. So you're going to do something, you're going to say, oh, well, take care, this is going to happen to you, or you're going to end up with no money, or you're not going to end up with any job. And you don't really get much encouragement. But sometimes you're going to have to surround yourself with the people that are able to uplift you, and you're going to get a different perspective from. So it's not always the people who are close to you are able to share that. And then that acts as your, your energy source, right? Maintain yes. that positivity. Correct. Correct. It's I, I love your story. It's an inspirational story. And the other thing that gives me a lot of hope is that I think when people hear that their CV gets kept on file, I think a lot of people think that there's never a good ending to that story. But I love that in the story about your visiting the career fairs, you, you ended up getting contacted from a recruiter that you made a great impression with uh, and that who remembered you months later and reached out. Yes, that's the thing. It's we, because, again, we've been told it's, a, it's our self-limiting belief. We've been told when somebody, when we don't get a call back from a, the potential employer, that means we didn't get the job. It's, no, that doesn't necessarily mean that. It's just mm -hmm. that a lot of other things happen in the background behind the scenes that you don't know, obviously, and you just have to continue doing what you're doing. And that's one thing. As a coach, as a current leadership coach, I really encourage people to get a mentor, get someone who's ahead of you. So if you want to probably specialize, maybe you're looking to go into engineering, find somebody who could mentor you. And if you, and I say an investment that you do is you always get a coach, you get a career coach, you get somebody that could help you become the better version of yourself. Because your professional development is not only based on you being successful at work, your personal development is also tied into it. Because we're talking about this, all the self-limiting and that is personal 
that's something you grow with then. So it now manifests into something positive in your professional life. And again, when you learn certain things about yourself and you develop personal skills, and um, such as knowing pa- how to be patient and how to ask the right questions and how to have meaningful conversations, then you're able to get results. The results that's very favorable. Because during that time I waited, I did not stop looking around or going to job fairs. I continued. Mm. I put my best foot forward every single interview I went to. I did the right. same thing. And, and I just made sure that I was trying to be myself every single time. And I'm never that worried about saying everything correctly and being perfect and all of those other things that, because sometimes that's not what the employer wants. That employer wants to know whether or not, again, you are the right match. Who are you? What are you willing to bring to the organization? How can you be different? How could you fit, do things differently? Well, there's a tremendous amount of insight and value. And, and I love your story, Melinda. It's been absolutely great having you on the show. We're going to link to your, your site. Any of our listeners wish to get in touch with you uh, for career coaching. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. It was a pleasure. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, I'm the bitch, never write a cover letter again.